It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. We are special breakfast people here at Pantsu Politics, but not just when Beth and I are on the road. The truth is I want something warm from the oven every Saturday morning and Sunday morning. It's just the truth. It makes it feel special, makes it feel exciting. I don't want to work at it. So the first time I ever saw Wild Grain, which is bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. I was obsessed. You guys, I've been a member for over a year. It's amazing. It's so easy. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. You can fully customize your Wild Grain box. You can choose any combination of breads, pastas, pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. And for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit to start your subscription. Sometimes I make one single croissant just for me because I want to feel special and they're so good. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. That's wildgrain.com slash pantsuit. Or you can use promo code pantsuit at checkout. Do you want a bra that's sexy? Or a bra that's comfortable. Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. Sean Spicer. John Ossoff and Uber CEO are out. We cover the week's news and listener feedback in today's episode of The Briefcase. This is Sarah. I'm a Democrat. This is Beth. I used to be a Republican. You're listening to Pantsuit Politics. No shouting, no insults, plenty of nuance. Beth and I record this episode, we are going to record the special bonus episode that is provided to our $15 level or higher patrons, and we're going to be talking Wonder Woman. So if you want to hear all our thoughts on the newest superhero hit, get on over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pantsuit, and become a supporter of the show. We really appreciate it. We're just shy of our $3,000 goal, so... Help us get there. And we want to recognize Adam Johnson, who is our patron of the month. Adam, thank you so much for supporting Pantsuit Politics. And thanks to everyone else who is helping us keep Pantsuit Politics going. 
So we got some shakeups, Beth. We got some shakeups going on. There was a special election in Georgia. You might have heard about it. Mm. It was not, you know, it was kind of glossed over as, as a special election could be. So Karen Handel ended up winning by a few points in Georgia. It's almost as if the spin from all parties was already written before the election happened because Mm. we were in analysis overload today. So I was bummed. I won't lie and say I wasn't bummed, even though I don't know why, because when he did not make the runoff, I thought, well, he's going to lose the general election. Just it's a very tough district. And I just kind of had that in my thought. And then the last week I let I let hope live and I let myself hope that maybe he might win. And I think that there's a lot of analysis. And I think the nuance take is let's let that analysis be and and not a but. So I think there's a lot of, well, the Democrats are divided and the message isn't good. And that's why they keep, they keep losing. And there's also, well, they're losing within a couple points of districts that are usually 20 point deficits. And that's actually good. And I think maybe both of those things are true. I think they, the, the Democratic party would be, um, smart to take both those lessons, like to be encouraged. I do think it's encouraging. I think the fact that the South Carolina one, um, there's also a special lesson in South Carolina. I don't know why he got no play and Georgia got all the play, but would I have liked John Ossoff to win? Yes. But I also think John Ossoff was the hardest because he didn't live in the district. He grew up there, but to come back and come into places that are Republican strongholds, and make a pitch, I think it's hard. And I don't think it's a thing. I think Democrats would be smart to learn that lesson, to think, to say, let's take people who live there, have lived there, love the place, have served the place, so that it undercuts this whole Hollywood liberal identity politics crap. I mean, it upsets me in a way to even make that case because, you know, a lot of Republicans roll into districts like my own representative Comer, who was in Lexington and Louisville and then just moved on back and said, I want to represent you guys now. And everybody was like, cool. So, <laughs> so in some places you can get away with that, but not in a district that's a hard sell to begin with. So I think all those things are true. I think the, you know, the votes are encouraging, but that there's also some lessons to be learned. What do you think, Beth? I think the lasting effect of this special election, if there is one, might be the continued disenfranchisement is a strong word, but the continuation of a feeling among people that their votes don't matter as much as money in politics matters because both parties spent so much money. It, I mean, it's gross how much money was spent in this race. And i I think that is what people will remember. It's an interesting study to me that uh, the involvement of celebrities for Democrats is so it's such a powerful motivator for part of the audience. Right. And such a powerful motivator in a totally different way for other parts of the audience. So I, I don't really know what to make of that. But I think the sheer amount of cash poured into this race has to continue to alienate people and and make us all kind of wonder like what are we what are we doing here just finished a court of thorns and roses and craving another fantasy world to devour 
Dipsy's got you. Dive into spicy enemies to lovers' tales or embark on an epic romance between immortal fae and sworn foes. They've got fantasy romance stories perfect for your morning walk, late night, or long bath. Dipsy is an app full of short, spicy audio stories. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with werewolves, Greek gods and goddesses, Regency-era historical fiction, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash pantsuit. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. dipseastories.com slash pantsuit. If you're looking for a very quick salon quality, but not salon priced manicure, Olive and June has you covered. We've talked about Olive and June's Manny system before. It has everything that you need for a professional manicure in one box, salon grade tools, your choice of six polishes. Those polishes are going to last you for seven days or more. The cost breaks down to about $2 a manicure. Olive and June also has press-ons if you want. What I love though is that Olive and June each season is coming out with new colors and I just got a set of spring and summer colors in quick dry polish. They say this dries in about a minute. It seemed dry to me in about 30 seconds. It was not kidding about being quick dry. I also love the light colors in this set. There is a huge range. My favorite one is called Kitten. It's like a pinkish gray. The quick dry polish gives you full coverage in one or two coats. It lasts for more than five days and it is offered in more than 40 cruelty-free and vegan polishes. Olive and June just understands what's happening in our lives, that we need to move quickly, but we want to look great and feel great and have fun in the process. Visit oliveandjune.com slash pantsu for 20% off your first system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash P-A-N-T-S-U-I-T for 20% off your first Manny system. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Can I get something off my chest? Every day I feel a little pang of sadness. Because I think about Griffin going away to college. Y'all, he's a freshman in high school. This is not healthy or normal. This is why I have it on my list of things to talk to my therapist about. We all carry around these things. Big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us. Therapy is a safe space to get these things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. You gotta get it off your chest. And you can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash pantsuit today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash pantsy. Well, and I think you could be discouraged no matter what party you belong to with regards to that. Like, absolutely. That is not a partisan. Yeah. And but and I think the celebrity thing is sort of interesting because it's not like, you know, John Ossoff was hosting big Jay-Z concerts or anything, you know, like it's I mean, I think he played it as close 
to the best as he could and tried to be very careful to talk about issues in his district and not to make it all about Trump. You know, she handled the representative and she's the first uh, Republican woman to represent the or first woman to represent the district, which is nice. Um, She said, like, didn't even say Trump's name during her acceptance speech. So I don't know. I think, well, I mean, I'm I would have liked a win, but I think at the end of the day, like getting I think getting close does mean something. There's been some really interesting talk about Pelosi and whether this is sort of a judgment call on her. I read in Politico that somebody said a representative was like, our brand's worse than Trump, which I think is unfair. But (laughs) can I say something not nuanced about the conversation about Pelosi? I think that is some inside the beltway bullshit. Mm. I do not think anybody in a special election in Georgia went to the polls and had Nancy Pelosi in mind. What if she became the next speaker? I I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely uh, political rats that like to talk about this more than anybody else. But I'm really I'm sad because of Kim's piece on our website about all the women who dedicated so much energy. And a lot of that money coming into this race was not just millionaires and billionaires. It was um, small dollars from grassroots based activists, especially on the Democratic Party side. I'm sad for all the young people who dedicated a lot of time and energy. I had friends that drove from Paducah down to knock on doors. And so, you know, I, I hate that people feel like it doesn't matter. And that's very, and it's very discouraging. So that part makes me really sad. I'm discouraged myself, but you know, I, there was a, I think I retweeted it. Politico put out a, or no, it was 538, the politics team. And they showed like Trump's point coverage and how each election, each special election, they moved it way further towards the middle. So, I mean, I think that's good and that's encouraging. So I don't know. What I am most sad about is how blatantly Karen Handel played to social conservatives in this race. Yeah, she wasn't. And that that was effective. I was Mm. I was shocked by the gay parents shouldn't adopt children comments. Yeah. And I'm sad that in 2017, we're still having this conversation and that people having this conversation are winning elections um, that are that are real elections, you know, where there's a real opponent. So that, that part bummed me out. I don't mean to be like so down about this, but I think that a lot of the way that this election was funded and covered and the way we just saddled it with so much crap and, and are trying to use it as a crystal ball for what's going to happen in 2018. We had a lot of space between now and 2018 I just think it represented a lot of things that aren't good about politics. Um, But I'm sure that you found the humility in Trump's tweets today. Very mature. Really striking. I mean, who spikes the ball like that? Get a grip. I just want him to be the president. And I know that we're way past that now. Mm -hmm. But man, Mm -hmm. every time I see those tweets, all I can think is, please just be the president. Can you well, not? you know, though, I think sometimes we just we're just going to have to like we have a finite amount of him being able to act the president. And I'm glad he used it for the congressional shooting and not wasted like and then acted ugly there. And then, you know what I mean? Like, I know that's a sad, sad trade off I have to make with myself. <laughs> but I just think there's only so many times he's going to do that. And we better save him up for like when it's really important. <laughs> Well, 
uh, let's talk about Sean Spicer then, because I think Sean Spicer is having a similar conversation with himself about the president's ability to stay on message. Mm. It's been reported that Spicer is being considered for something like a deputy chief of staff role. It also has been reported that Spicer himself is kind of lobbying for that promotion as he looks for a new communications director and a new press secretary. Apparently, most of the folks they've talked to do not want this job, which is not difficult to imagine. Well, it's not just that job that people don't want. There's a lot of jobs that people don't want inside mm-hmm. the White House. There's a lot of empty positions in this administration that people don't want. There's all kinds of writing on that. But yeah, I don't know what this... I, I loved Ben who said, what does this mean for our media? More importantly, what does it mean for SNL? I mean, if I was Sean Spicer, I would run, not walk, but... I guess moving some things around. I think they've been promising shakeups for so long. They have to do, they have to move something around just so it's not another empty promise like the press conference on ISIS that they've been promising for three weeks and the tax plan they've been promising for two months. That's going to come out in each, in two weeks. He likes to think I, I, there was a really great article about how many times he promises something. President Trump promises something in two weeks. So. I saw that. I also think President Trump likes the palace intrigue stories. Mm -hmm. I think he likes being in hiring mode. I I think he loved the moments when he was sitting up in Trump Tower parading potential cabinet secretaries in and out. Yeah. This is what he enjoys doing. So I don't think it means all that much. I'm worried more, and we'll talk more about this in a future episode, about I'm worried less about who's behind the podium and more about how often they'll be there and that there'll be cameras there and that journalists will be allowed to come in and ask questions that they haven't submitted in writing first. So as long as we keep a free and open process, you know, whoever they can get to stand up there, I guess, is I guess that's the standard I have now. Much like you are going to give him a finite amount of presidential commentary. I'm going to take a a warm body behind the podium as long as we still have those briefings. Well, I know. And it seems like the briefings are becoming fewer and fewer. And his I think I saw a infograph today comparing like how many press conference like he's had a lot of joint press conference, but he's only had one solo press conference as compared to Obama and Bush and Clinton, who'd had like six or seven by this point. And they're just scaling. And now they want that. There was mention that they might have submitted written questions. I did hear a, a journalist on one day this morning say, Oh, a, a white house. I think she was the head of the new, new head of the, um, correspondence association. And she said, the nuance take is, yeah, we need press conferences. And yes, they're very important, but the white house press corps still has access in which they can walk up if somebody's there and say, Hey, what about background on this? Like, there's a lot of access that doesn't show up for the cameras that we that you sort of don't understand, I guess, in, until you're in the press corps. That's still there. And that sort of gave me that that made me feel better. I appreciated her nuanced take and not just because she called it a nuanced take. But I thought that was an interesting perspective. It is I'll, a norm that I think is worth preserving, though. Yeah, I know. I agree. And she said the same thing. Um, persp- speaking of an interesting perspective, Rebecca sent us a great email about Donald Trump and his personality. And she says that she talks about how it's sort of seen as unforgivable to compliment Trump, but that she says, I really think this just speaks to my worldview. I feel that everyone has a set of neutral character traits that can be used in a helpful or harmful way. I think of the Frank Abagnale. Am I saying that right, Beth? 
Abagnale. Abagnale effect. He was a criminal, but he was just using his ingenuity for the wrong purpose. He took this same, those same character traits and used them to help others. And now he is this legendary security consultant. I think Donald Trump has a lot of problems with his beliefs and how he views success. But I look at him and I don't get enraged or feel disdain. I see a lot of wasted potential and I see some likable character traits. I think that's really fair. You know, people talk about this all the time. When you meet him in person, he is extraordinarily likable. I believe that a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I think, I think people aren't good or bad for the most part. They're just mm-hmm. people. I think Rebecca is right that usually a person's best characteristic is also their worst. So I a hundred percent agree with yeah, her. I think that's really fair. And I think that, you know, I don't, I've said before, I have more trouble with Mitch McConnell than I do with Donald Trump because I think Donald Trump is. I guess I see his motivation more clearly and why I don't agree with it. I sort of get him in a way. And I think that's the key, right? When you want to try to view people neutrally, if you can sort of see what motivates them, then it just becomes sort of an abstract thing to think about and not like a person wrapped up in sort of good or bad or all these judgments. So I really like that take. I thought that was a really, really, really great take from Rebecca. And I think if you don't have that take, that's okay too. I'm usually very neutral about people because I do like to see kind of all aspects of people and, and try to pride myself on staying pretty objective. And I have to, in a lot of ways, because of what I do for a living, I had this conversation with my therapist the other day though, because there is this person that I have to interact with infrequently, but sometimes I almost can't stand to be in the same room with this person. Mm. Like there is just something there. And it's not like we've ever had a direct confrontation. There's nothing wrong. It's just something about the very presence of this person that I cannot stand. And I was saying to my therapist, I feel really bad about this. It makes me feel like I'm failing at this characteristic of mine that I think I share with Rebecca. That's really important to me. Mm. And he said, listen, Some people's energy sucks and you know it and you just forgive yourself for that. You don't even Mm -hmm. have to forgive yourself. You just know, you just recognize that that person's energy is all wrong for you. And that's fine. He said, if you walked into a room and you were super attracted to someone, that's not your fault either. So I thought it was really helpful. So if you can view Donald Trump objectively, hooray. If you think his energy sucks and it doesn't work for you, that's fine too. I agree. That's great. I totally agree. So we also got some great um, feedback from Shannon. And I have to say, I want to say also with regards to the feedback we've gotten from (laughs) Tuesday's episode, many, many people commented, identified. My husband was a big fan as well of your comment about smelling like fruit salad about Bath and Body Works. (laughs) That was a, that, that observation hit a nerve, I think, for sure. It's just a thing that happened. <laughs> you know, it was part of an era, the, the really walking was. around and smelling like fruit Well, this salad. is what was so funny. Shannon said, I'm really disappointed that you guys are hating on the cucumber melon of Bath and Body Works. <laughs> okay, I don't like it either, but I'm a big fan of Slew of Their Lotions, and it's the closest I've come to perfume. I'll allow that some of the scents are bad. For the love of God, never make the mistake of putting the coconut lotion on. You and everyone around you will regret it until you wash it off. <laughs> Oh, Shannon, Shannon had some is being other, very real. <laughs> yeah, Shannon had some other things to share, too. Beth, do you want to talk about that? 
So Shannon wanted to talk about the texting case we discussed where um, a judge convicted a woman who was not present for a suicide of involuntary manslaughter because she encouraged the person committing suicide to do so. And Shannon said that she had a very emotional reaction to this and that she sees some mental illness there, but read all of the woman's text messages and was just really disgusted by Mm -hmm. it. And I fully understand that reaction. I think that for me, I can, I can have that reaction and be concerned about criminalizing that behavior, but it will be really interesting to see what happens to that case on appeal. Sarah and I have talked many times about our desire to age as gracefully as possible, and skincare is a huge piece of that. I spend a lot of time and money thinking about my skin, and I have added Ritual to my routine, which just gives me a lot of comfort. Ritual is here for us. They have created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted clinical studies, so we know it's working. They're taking the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual Hyacera is one of several Ritual products that I love. I take the daily multivitamin, I take a probiotic, And Hyacera is that once daily skincare supplement that is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles and fine lines and increase skin smoothness in 90 days. I recently met a friend for the first time in person as opposed to online. And we were discussing the fact that I am 43 and she said, I cannot believe how young you look. And I thought, thank you, Ritual, for that. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on clean science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash pantsuit. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash pantsuit for 25% off. There's not much worse than a dry energy scalp. Also, when you get your hair colored and then it does not last as long as you and your stylist discussed, it could be that unfiltered, mineral-filled water is the culprit. Hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin, and about 85% of the United States uses hard water, filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered shower head is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered shower head purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code Pantsuit at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Do you want a bra that's sexy or a bra that's comfortable? Thanks to Third Love, you can have both. Third Love was started to take all the frustration, ick, and ugh out of bra shopping. That's why they make solutions for every bra problem, aka problems. Their bras make it easy to bring back perkiness you haven't seen since high school, get smoothing you know where, and have straps that actually stay put. Designed at their headquarters in San Francisco and made from premium materials, they put every style through hours of wear testing on real women, including themselves, before it's given the stamp of boob approval. Comfort and support are guaranteed. Plus, whether you're a double A cup or an H cup, their virtual fitting room will help you find your perfect fit fast. And they've even invented half cups. No more feeling stuck between two cup sizes that don't fit right. 
It's time to get your problems solved. Visit thirdlove.com and get 15% off your order with code PODCAST15. So big changes at Uber. The CEO is out. Is he the CEO or the founder or both? Both. Okay. The Daily had a really interesting episode about him. Oh, I missed a few days. Man, every time I miss a few days of the Daily, they do something good. Well, it's been a while. Like, it's been a couple of weeks. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. What I thought was so interesting about the discussion of him on the Daily was that there was this kind of undertone that... Yeah, he is really difficult. He is not a rule follower. He's kind of a jerk. And maybe he had to be all those ways to create such a disruptive brand. But the thing about it is, is, yeah, you can create a disruptive brand, but then for that brand to continue to thrive, you have to be able to shift gears. And he was clearly having trouble with that. Oh, did you see what I did there with shift gears and Uber? That was, I do see what you did there. Thanks. That happens all the time too, right? An entrepreneur doesn't always become a great CEO of a giant corporation or somebody yeah. who can invent an amazing product might not be able to manage a team of people to propel that product forward. So it's, um, sad to me how many women it sounds like have suffered within the Uber organization because of the lack of management. And it's like, I also want to just say with regards to Uber, it's not just a, some, some, some problematic direction. I don't want to downplay. They had some big old problems. Their customers getting attacked, the lying to government regulators going out of their way to screw their drivers. Big, big problems, big problems. And I don't live in a city where Uber is available, but when I go to cities where it is, like the first few times I use them, I'm like, oh, my God, this is amazing. But the last few times I've used some of their competitors because I've been so disturbed by the stories coming out of Uber. So I think addressing this culture in a big way by taking out the person at the top is not a bad plan. No, I think it was probably really important to take out the person at the top because it sounds like the tone that he mm-hmm. set was just very lax at all levels. I can't fathom having a woman complain or any person complain that they have been harassed in the workplace and saying, well, the person you're complaining about really brings it in. So yeah. What is your perspective on this as an HR person? (laughs) It's, It's just the most grotesque kind of mismanagement. And you have to understand that an incident like that is never going to stay contained. Yeah. When somebody is harmed in your organization, that harm multiplies faster than someone being promoted or complimented or feeling good. It's just an infinite rate of spread of negativity Mm -hmm. because we're human beings and we're wired that way. And so you're never, ever going to be able to contain something like that. And you're also going to see it multiply, not just because of who the person tells and how that makes them feel, but because other folks are going to see behavior that seemingly is rewarded in your culture and start to replicate that behavior. You know, we tell ourselves all these stories about how problems are going to get better because of the next generation. 
Problems mm-hmm. are going to die off. Problems are going to age out. They don't because organizations are cultures, right? Mm-hmm. And so characteristics replicate throughout generations. You can have a 40 year old who has the value set of a 70 year old. And that's probably true if you have an, an organizational culture where people tend to be there for long parts of their careers. That has some excellent things for organizations. You can retain a lot of institutional knowledge that way. You can retain good aspects of your culture too. But if Uber was sitting around telling itself, that's just this one guy, that is just delusional. Mm -hmm. And I don't know anybody worth their salt in any industry who that wouldn't be obvious to. Right. No, I totally agree. So big shakeups everywhere. Now we are going to sign off until Tuesday, but we're going to record a bonus episode for our patrons. Friendly reminder, if you'd like to get the bonus episode, a little additional pantsy politics. We also do posts and uh, video Q&As and all kinds of stuff. Check out Patreon, patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash pantsy. You can also go to pantsypoliticsshow.com and click become a supporter. As always, we have to thank our executive producer, my husband, Nicholas, our executive producers, Tracy and Leslie. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app. Thanks again. We'll see you on Tuesday. And until then, keep it nuanced, y'all. <laughs>